0: that lie told me it's not you can't do this you're not qualified it doesn't matter what
1: this all looks like it's what is in here that matters and what's in here is what's going to speak to other people i thought that if i could have a body that seemed to not have any flaws that i would be loved more i would be seen i would be known
0: It was shortly after my last competitive bodybuilding and I just wanted to be free of that. And I would tried on my own before, you know, slowly cutting out the measuring and weighing of everything, but um, nothing really stuck.
1: It's not about the food, and it's not about the fitness. It's about my heart, and it's about my relationship with God.
0: When it's about us, it just can only go so far, and God's just calling people into that more. It's who he is. Rev training's for everybody. It's for the seasoned fitness professional who's been teaching classes for 20 years. It's for the young, it's for the middle-aged, it's for the old, it's for those who maybe feel out of shape and it's for those who are super fit. And so a willing, obedient heart is the only requirement. So once you sign up for instructor training, we are going to spend nine weeks together learning more about the Lord and discipleship training, um, learning to walk deeper with Him into the places that He's called us. Then coming up to instructor training retreat for a five-day intensive, in-person, hands-on training experience. But it's more than just the fitness, Bible study, movement, all this good stuff that will happen. God does the good work in that five-day in-person time so that you get free to go out and set others free. Tell the Lord you are ready and He's gonna take care of the rest.
1: There's freedom to move, there's freedom to learn. It doesn't have to
2: be perfect.
0: If you know you're called, it's obedience. And we all know to not obey that voice causes eventual misery. You feel stuck. You're going to learn how to really make an impact. Not just surface level, but deep. Become a Revelation Wellness Instructor. Go to the website, download a packet, and begin your training to loving God, getting healthy, being whole, and loving others. hey everybody and welcome to a special episode of the Revelation Wellness podcast. you my name is Elisa Keaton and you just heard our most recent promo video for Revelation Wellness instructor training. It is our greatest joy to raise up and send out into the world a very hungry and thirsty world other leaders who will use fitness as a tool to spread the good news message that god is love and it's his truth that sets us free and we do that in the most humble of spirits so we are looking for you if you are enjoying revelation wellness podcast in any way and it just keeps tapping you on the shoulder we hope that promo video uh, helps give some more clarity about what it looks like to come through training you can see the entire video over on our website so i'll leave the link here And we're getting ready for our next platoon, Platoon 21, in uh, August 20th. It begins August 20th of this year, 2018. There will be another one if this isn't the one for you, but we're sure hoping that this teaching today will help some of you. Now, here's the thing. Today's teaching are for people uh, It's when your spouse doesn't get it because that's sometime beyond the time of training and the, the investment involved for training. One of the more common things sometimes, what if the person I love the most and I live with doesn't get it. So this goes far beyond just instructor training. It's for anyone who has a dream, a call, a vision, and you feel like your spouse doesn't get it and it feels really sticky and icky to share and and be in that place. And I know today's message is going to encourage you that you are blessed and highly favored. And I know it. I'm telling you my own story of how I didn't get it. Why it was so painful in my own marriage as I uh, was saying yes to the Lord. Oh man, there's many reasons why I could have picked a fight with the Lord, but I'm so grateful that faith has pulled me through and where I am today is nowhere where I was. So this is going to encourage you. It's also going to help challenge you a little bit on how you see the structure, a little bit of your marriage and maybe the 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 altar that you have put it on or the apex pinnacle thing it's become in your life the idol that it might be i know i know please hear me i say all of this from the most humble place that you would be free to worship god and love people even if the spouse you're married to doesn't isn't fully quote unquote there yet so take a listen to this teaching if you have any questions uh, email us, info at This came off of a Facebook teaching from our I Want to Be a Fitness Teacher Gospel Preacher page. It's for anyone that's downloaded a packet, but you still are kind of, you have more questions. You're not ready yet. Um, you want us to be able to stay connected with you, and Facebook's a way we can do that. So I did this teaching back on a Facebook, uh, uh, on that page, on Facebook Live, and so I could bring in some other voices you're going to hear from a couple of husbands who they themselves were challenged uh, as their spouse was being drawn to this ministry Um, so you're going to hear that you are welcome to join that page but first go to the website download a packet I'll have the link here in the show notes you will be uh, you'll see the invitation to that page and then also your enrollment advisor someone that's going to want to connect with you not to sell you anything but to encourage you that whatever God is calling you to, whether or not it's instructor training, uh, that He is—it is it is yes and amen. And how can we stand behind you in that? Because the world is ready for this message ready for your voice. Um, there's no scarcity. There's no lack in the kingdom. There's plenty of places where people will be waiting to hear your message, your story, your testimony, your walk with God. So don't believe the lie that it's already being done. What's the point? It's too late for me. All those lies. And especially this one, if you feel like your husband or your wife doesn't get it. Well, we get you. I certainly get you as you will hear today. Okay. Enjoy this podcast. I'm going to go. It's a lengthy one. Take it in bits and pieces, but take it all the way through. Great prayer at the end. And we expect, uh, we can't wait to hear the good news of how God moved in your life. We'll see you soon, friends. Peace. Just needed to come together and have this discussion so that it is healthy in your homes because this call I always say when one if you're called and you feel like I know that there is I have a voice. This is uh, this is something I, I want to speak into the realm of the world with and that's a call on your life. And when there's a call, you're not the only one called. The whole family is called. The people, especially the spouse, is called too. So there's what happens when it doesn't look like they get it. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. So cool. Awesome. Hi, Nelva. Hi, Christine. Oh, some of you, so I can see there's some, some of the instructors are over here that are already in training or they have gone through training. And so they're just here to encourage, to pray, to believe. Uh, Anything you have that comes up in the comments, I'm sure they're gonna be happy to, to help. There are many here watching that were in your shoes too. And I am one of them. That's why this is very personal to me. I am one of them. And I want to share a little bit of my story because testimony is the spirit. The spirit of testimony is the prophecy of Jesus. So what do you, whoa, hey, now you can really pray. See, we got things already going off. What he has done for one, he'll do for all. It just can look very different and different timing. Yeah, there's Heather. I know. And here's the other thing. Some people have come through training and they're still in the process of wrestling this thing out. I'm still in the process. And we have to get aware of the enemy's schemes. There's a scheme that's trying to come against your wholeness and come against the call. So we can get our, our, our feet grounded on solid truth. And I also know tonight, I think I'm going to demystify uh, some things that we biblically... are we get we get kind of tossed about in 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 the expectation of what it should look like inside of a quote unquote christian marriage i promise you're going to leave encouraged you're going to leave wanting to honor your husband more but not because i just said so And you should do that because the bible says so but because you're going to have a heart for it you're going to be excited about this this is and can i just say for some of you you're already in training whether or not you are actually in platoon 21 uh, coming up whether or not you're already in training you're back in this page This literally is a page that we feel like this is boot camp back here. This is like, you know, before you go out into the field, out into the, the, the place of, of war, like this is already starting back here. So you're already in training as you're coming against these things that are keeping you from training. So I'm very aware that if it was free, everybody would come, right? I, so I know cost is probably the big one because to go to your husband the spouse the person you share life with and to ask for this type of resource i understand it is not uh it, that is a, that can be a very even i still have like fear around money with my husband and feeling like ah oh, do i have the the right to ask for this and the truth is i always have the right to share a need or a desire i always have the right now the, the safety that's there, that's a whole nother discussion. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as well tonight. But that's a process where the Lord's going to constantly pull you out to say, it's safe. Trust me. Share what's on your heart. Now, how we share it. It's not the message. It's how we deliver it. So if I have anger in me or bitterness in me, or if I'm already going in with my guard up, I shouldn't go in. <laughs> I have to like get the ministering love of Christ. So a lot of this work is in your head to stop believing the enemy's lies that is trying to pull and separate your marriage. He's at work. So the fact that two people aren't agreeing on something, that's a perfect place for the enemy to try and blow it up and then make it impossible for you to come through training. It could be a point of contention uh, or... We try to really shame or force the other person into letting us. There's, you know, there's ways. And hey, I'm guilty of getting what I want through through emotional manipulation. I am totally 100% guilty of getting it. And I still have to wring myself out of that. I know how to do that, right? Withhold, pull back, or get really big. That's a really great way to use emotion. But we're going to talk more about let's get our mind, let's get the thing in us out, rid out, rinsed out so that we can move forward. In a healthy marriage okay now this is clearly in the relationship of spouse husband wife because we are a ministry revelation wellness is a it's a family ministry we're called to the family uh it, it really begins there because health starts at home amen you all nobody would say no health doesn't start at home health starts at home so we, this is good. This is a good thing to talk about. Is um, the family? So if your if your best friend doesn't get it, or if your co workers don't get it, well, that's expected. But that that isn't as intense as we need our home space, our home life to feel somewhat, in a sense, of support. Um, so let me give you a little backstory for me, and maybe some of you've heard this before. Actually, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray first, and then we're going to pray at the very end. We're going to do like a group prayer, and I'm actually going to bring um, uh, some guys on to some, some men, husbands that have been through training just to encourage you and maybe give you some of their viewpoint from what they needed in, in marriage from their wife in something, uh, in, in a ministry call and how to trust in that and how to, you know, what a guy might be thinking, feeling. Cause I realize I do not know. I only know my own story. There's a lot of different stories out there. Okay. All right. So let me pray. So Lord, we thank you so much, God. we thank you for our Facebook Live that we could be back here doing this and talking about it, Lord, that we don 't have to run from fear that we don 't have to be ashamed or scared about uh, what you are doing in our marriages in the most important relationship, first with you, God, but then in marriage in a in covenant relationship. We thank you that marriage is a shadow of who you are in covenant love with us. God, thank you that you are far committed, far beyond how we even stay committed to our own spouses, Lord. And we thank you that you are interested in digging deep with us, to going down deep into places where we are freed up to be sons and daughters, period. If that is the only call we have, Lord, that we would we'd really practice that, God, that we are a son and we are a daughter, and that you are the giver of all good gifts, the father of lights, And at the perfect time, Lord, you make all things new and right. And if it's not good, it's not the end. So we ask you, God, to come. I do ask that you would, uh, the people that hear this, the the men, women that are hearing this, mostly women, Lord, who feel rejected by their husbands, who feel unheard, who feel disappointed, who feel embittered by their husbands. There's things in them, Lord, that is, is knocking them around. Lord, that you'd be so kind as to use it in the most healing way heal them lord heal and and uh, upgrade and lord we ask for the spirit to rest upon us and that it would permeate our homes that we can trust we can trust lord that you set up the times and seasons you set up kings and depose them you know lord when it's time for a hard heart to be uh, broken to be ready to hear and to see that god is good and we so we thank you lord for your faithfulness to your own word, that you are more committed to what you have said than what we request, Lord. So we want what you are saying. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right. So first, let me just tell you um, my own personal story is that I, when this ministry began back in 2011, uh, I was just coming out of. So when I was called into ministry, it was probably 2000 and. Uh, let's see my son was about two years old so about 2003 well really he was born and I I right before he was born I um, really came back to Christ I've been walking or really understanding my Christian kind of I I heard the gospel for the first time you know I knew it I would have called myself a Christian but it wasn't until that time 18 years ago that I dropped the pin and was like okay it's Jesus. Something is wrong with my heart. Why my husband is not satisfying me? Nothing seems to satisfy me, and I just had to just. It was just sobriety check, wake up call, uh, and so from that moment, that was the beginning of my walk, and it has been a hard, long walk because I married my husband unequally yoked. So I want to. I want to say I know there are two buckets of people. People that are here that um you got married and you both believe in Christ but he's still just not getting it. And some, I've even heard people who married equally yoked and then the husband or the spouse, one of the pe- one someone t- turns away from the Lord. These are all real scenarios. They happen. The biggest lie we believe is that I'm going to believe in Jesus and everything's going to be great. We're both going to believe in Jesus and we're going to be the wonder twins. Um you're both going to believe in Jesus and you're both going to get rinsed out. You're both going to get wrung out. You're both going to get your brokenness met inside of a committed relationship because it's the same thing that God does with us. He's totally committed to us. He's never turning away from us. It's just harder with other people because we know they can opt in or opt out. That's why it's scary. Relationship feels scary with another human because they, they get to choose. They have free will. God will never turn his back. God has chosen us. We're the ones who have free will. So for me, I was unequally yoked. So I want to say that that's a really heavy place to be. I, he didn't believe in God, and I knew he didn't, and I didn't think it mattered. It wasn't until I was a year married that I just wake-up call. Wake-up call, I was able to see, you know, just see all my own pain and what I was doing in terms of trying to get him to fill every need. So that, that is a story. I want to give hope to anyone there who's unequally yoked, whether they're not a believer so anyone there, anyone, if you have married to the unbeliever, um, I'm praying for you because that is a very painful place. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I spent many years frustrated with the Lord. Like, why did you let me marry him? If you knew I was going to be called to this, if you knew, why would you do that? Well, I can tell you why God, the Lord has used that thing to make me the healthy woman that I am today, I'm still in process, but oh my gosh, because it is the idol of my heart. It is the idol that if only enter name, mostly Simon, if only he would, then I will be. It's that that constant need for someone to fill what is a he, a wound in me. The wounds in me that need healing are always exposed by my husband continually. Always, probably the most. The person that exposes it the the most is my husband, then my children, right? The people that expose it are the closest ones to you, and then it moves further out. That's why Instagram sees the best version of me, right? That's why I try to keep it real. But it's that that ground zero right there in in covenant relationship. So I'm a woman who founded a ministry unequally yoked. Now... (laughs) I won't go into the full story. If you come through training, you get a bigger, bigger story of how that, how painful and how God moved and things have changed over the years. But mostly, mostly I have learned to see my husband as the gift that he is to me. He absolutely is the gift. I love that. It's in, I think Isaiah 54, where God says, I forge the weapon, the sword, the thing that was trying to use to try and hurt you, that thing, I'm actually using that. It becomes the very thing that he turns to us, gives us to heal us. The wounds that come do heal. I know we don't like that, but that is the truth. That is the truth. He is not the author of evil, but he knows what to do with it. Amen. He's not the author, but he knows how. Okay, this we're in this world, boot camp. We're in this world, and there is brokenness and hurt and expectation. And James 5 16 says, What causes quarrels among you? It's the desires within you. So you take two people with different desires, different filters, different life stories, different backgrounds, and you put desires in front of them and you cause quarrels among them. So that is the process of continually working out with your husband. But here's what I wanna say, God is faithful and he will continue to move your healing. You're being healed right now. You're being healed right now and so are they. And so are they. Even if you totally blew your top today and you're like, no, Lisa, I am not being healed. I am wicked. I am, I wanna say the word pissed, I'm mad. I am, I am like Fort Knox walling it up. Well, if that is true, <laughs> The fact that you are aware that you missed it, the fact that you know this is not the best me, you're being healed, okay? So God wastes nothing. He's not offended. He's not like, you should know better by now. So I want you to hear that. Now, if you are someone who's in in a marriage with a man who does believe, he just doesn't get it, well, then you just hang on. You know it will come about. For those of you unequally yoked, I know it's a harder place and I have walked it. And here's the other thing I know. Because God has made a shift in my life. I mean, now, uh, spoiler alert, my husband is now a believer, but his faith is, looks very different than mine. He's very different in how he worships. He's very different, but he believes in God. At one point he did not at all. He was full on atheist at one point, but because of that, instead of seeing my husband as this problem to be solved, I began to see him as a mystery. Like the Lord has given this man to me. Okay. So first thing I want to talk about though, now I'm going biblically. I know a lot of you would say, and I think I even saw a couple of people say, it's painful that I really want him to lead. Like I'm the spiritual leader of the home. I'm leading, I'm leading, I'm leading. I need him to get out in front. And I have lived in that era for about 10 years where I was like, when is he going to get out in front? When is he going to get out in front? And I felt like, man, I'm just taking all the bullets up here. And it wasn't until I was actually in a counseling session, like working out some of my grief and frustration. And I was challenged, and I just want to challenge you. Now, I know Ephesians 5, right? Ephesians 5 says, husbands, love your wife, uh, like Christ loves the the church as the head of the church. Uh, Love your wife, you are the head, as Christ is the head. So there is an order. We kind of go, well, that's an order, right? The head is like everything. So that man should be everything. But then we can also read, That, yes, Jesus is God. So, and your husband is not. Although there's the head ordership, if he's not functioning as the head right now, although that is his place, it doesn't mean that he's not functioning in the spirit for you. That he is not the body part that you need right now. Um, there's a there's kind of this misconception that we think this is kind of how marriage you know man out front woman follow and then we just kind of do this when we look and see in Genesis when God made Eve she comes from the side from his rib right from the side and we're helpers we're partners we are co-heirs together shoulder shoulder That's why this is not a women's ministry or a men's ministry. This is a son's daughter's ministry because we all shoulder to shoulder the gospel, shoulder to shoulder, back to back, eye to eye. There's nobody who's leading. If you even think that I'm leading this ministry, please, please stop because I'm going to let you down and then we're going to get in all kinds of crazy things. You're going to say, but she said and she did. I am being, I am shouldering with thousands of people at this point. But as I've been given this authority place, yes, I have authority. I have to take it with great humility. But if your husband is not, quote unquote, the head right now, there's some body part that he is functioning as that you need right now. If you had a head, and I'll tell you this, if my husband had taken that head seat 10 years ago, I know for a fact I would have settled into comfort. I would have settled into religion. I would have settled in. I would have probably expected more of him. I would have made, I wouldn't have done the work of me. My husband had to just be, <laughs> I want to say this. He just kind of had to be the, had to be the, butt. he had to be like this, this grounding heavy place for me so that I could get to the point where he no longer, had to be that to me that when he takes headship it is an honor for him it is a choice it is not because he's being pushed out there so what i'm trying to say too is that your husband is not a surprise to the lord if you are unequally yoked and you got married this is not a surprise to the lord he's not like oh man that one got away how did they get unequally yoked and get married like that's not going to work out too great no he knew he's like okay we can do this now For those of people that know that you should not be unequally yoked and you're dating people, please, don't be an idiot. Please stop dating anyone who doesn't love Jesus. Let's just uh, take it from all of us who have been walking painful roads. It is not worth it. It will cost you everything. You are going to end up just as lonely inside that marriage as you are outside. So, sidebar. (laughs) And I know. And can I also say, we live in a society that calls money and love the epic thing. That if I was just in love and I had marriage and if I had some money, I'd be, I'd be good with God. Name of Jesus, like repent. The epic, the, the pinnacle of life is not marriage and sex and money. It's none of that. It, it's knowing God and who you are and what you're living for and then walking it out. And if someone should show up next to you that is on the same path as you, blessings. But that I know loneliness is real and all that is real. That's why I'm saying you will be just as lonely inside a marriage unequally yoked and probably even more painfully so than you were outside. So just hang on. The Bible kind of gives us this forward charge, but I really believe we could go, okay, although you probably are functioning as the eyes to see and the the person that's most spiritually in tune, you got to remember they are bringing something of value to you. So when my, my, my counselor kind of challenged me and she was like, you know, I think there's a misconception that man go first, woman you follow. And if man don't go first, well, what's wrong with you men? And we get kind of mad. She he goes, she goes, um, I don't think that's true. Like how we're to, to the, that we function in marriage. She's saying you not need to start seeing there's things in your husband that he brings to strengthen you. And there are things that he brings to you, whether or not he sees them, it doesn't matter. So I began to then go, oh my gosh, that is so true. My husband is. And so that's probably maybe the first thing I would ask you to do before you even go ask your husband for the money or you're kind of wrestling, what do I do now? What do I do now? I think the best thing, the holiest thing you can do, the most violent thing you could do tonight, tomorrow morning, open up a journal and you start writing everything about that man that fuels you, that actually strengthens you, that he has that you don't. What does he add to your life? Whether or not he knows any Bible. You guys, this is Kung Fu. This is Well Jedi Kung Fu. <laughs> this is how we fight the darkness that wants to tell you, I'm less than. God forgot about me. I don't have the same advantages as other people. Blah, blah, blah. That's not true. You have advantages that other people don't have <laughs> in this tension. And God is raising you up. So write down all the things that he does bring to your life. What part of the body does he play? If it's not the head, good. You know why? Now I'm going to take you to Isaiah 54. You all need to read Isaiah 54, all of you with spouses that don't get it. Here we go. Here's what it says by verse 4. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Read all Isaiah 54, by the way. just It's like about this woman This barren woman, it's Israel who feels rejected and like, where is God? And by verse four, he says, fear not for you will not be ashamed, be ashamed, be not confounded for you will not be disgraced for you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Lord of hosts means the God of angel armies. The Lord, the battle belongs to the Lord. This battle belongs to the Lord. The maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth, he is called. This is where it goes, ah, okay. He's God. He knew. He's fighting my battle. This feels like a battle for me. But you are earning these purple hearts as you continue to call out the gold in that man to believe now I'm telling you I didn't do this well I'm still working this out I'm still working it out because there's a lot of lies in me so when I have a problem with my husband I have a problem in me when I have a problem with you I have a problem in me there's something in me and that is a golden opportunity to figure out what's going on okay and I have to exercise the buoyancy of my heart to get up to the true places, to the word of God, because the word of God is true. It is noble. It's praiseworthy. And then it lifts me up out of this pit place. The enemy wants to, and I'm telling wouldn't it be like him to even, you're called. Yes, that's amazing. And then he's now using the call that you feel like you can't get movement on, or you're afraid to talk about with your husband, or he doesn't get it, or he might even call you a fool, whatever it is, It's stupid. Gosh, wouldn't the enemy like to just use that as the very thing to not only pull you off of the call, like out of out of the call towards ministry or towards this way of loving people, but also to destroy your marriage, relationship. He hates relationship. So we got to see his craftiness and yet so predictable. Of course he would do that. So your maker is your husband. This is the truth, yo. Like this is when, this is why Simon cannot meet all my needs. Simon, my husband was never meant for that, and he's got some great gifts, but there are some serious default weaknesses in that man. Tough. And and the funny thing is some of his strongest defaults, which are just literally not in his brain wiring, they're just, they're not even in his capacity, are the very, that it's that place that I need most. Like I feel like oh, it's the if only place And I I promise you the Lord chose this man for me because I will forever have to be tied by my wrists. That's why in marriage, in in the Jewish custom, they will tie their wrists together. I'm forever tied to Christ. He's my husband. He's the husband of my husband. He's the maker. He's the creator. He's the Lord of the angel armies. He's all that, which would set me up for a really good place where this is an ideal ministry leader, someone who goes, yeah, I have... I don't have anything else to rely on but Christ. (laughs) I don't have any spiritual pedigree. I have no family history. I am a orphan called out from darkness into marvelous light. And he is continually just year by year redeeming all things. Now, with that being said, I do want to make this moment of like sidebar. Sidebar. Uh, if in any way you are being abused, and when I say, I just got to say it because I'm not here to tell you, well, strengthen up in the Lord and like that, that can be really painful. There, I know there are some people, there's got to be some women back here, potentially physically, you've been hurt in any way, or there is continual emotional abuse. There's words being said and badgered, and beat down, and beat down, and beat down. I just want to address that. I'm going to pray that's not happening, but. I don't want to ignore that that is real and that is abuse and you are a daughter of God and you must talk to somebody. You've got to bring that out. Uh, And I would say sometimes the church isn't going to get that. So be careful because they might just tell you to keep at it. And if you are, literally on this uh, and that was kind of my story. I was on the really verge of the emotional abuse, the words that were said because my husband was atheist, which just means the enemy was using my husband to try and destroy me cuz I we don't fight flesh and blood. The enemy got into my husband and used him. And there did come a time where things had to shift and change where I had to get strong in the Lord and make really hard decisions. I don't have time to go into that, but I don't want to speed bump over that and just, I don't want someone to hear this as well, get back in there, get back in there. Like if the pin hasn't been dropped of there's just, you've been belittled, you're being badgered, you're being told, you know, things that uh, it is no longer, your husband isn't even there. It's like sleeping with the enemy. Get some help (laughs) and talk with someone, pray about who you could talk to. Uh, And it might even be best... A spirit, a counselor, a Christian counselor, someone that is a marriage counselor that you could go see. I can't, I, I can't. Again, don't want to get into it, but I don't want to ignore it because it's real. That that is real and needs attention too. Amen. Okay. Thanks, Brooke. Someone give me one heart. I hope you hear that I'm not here to break up marriages. I am here to strengthen marriages. I'm all for marriages, all for it. But some things have to break so that they can be put back together. Okay. Now. <clears throat> I wrote this note taking note of how your husband loves you. So that is that is warfare. You're going to just take note this is how he loves me. This is this is what he's really good at. And the void places belong to the Lord. <laughs> That's your husband who's jealous for you. Those are those are going to stay his. But when I made a list, I I noticed and I wrote this that my husband's way of loving me hasn't changed. Really? I mean It is, the more we try to make someone do this, the more they recoil and go, I can't do that. The minute we start to let go and trust God, they get, they're free to grow into the people they need to be. This is just like the law of love, right? So for me, it isn't that my husband has changed how he loves me. I have changed the way I view how he loves me. It's all up here. All up here, yo. Here's, that's why I'm like, you're all in training, your head and your heart, your head and your heart. Your heart has a buoyancy up here, believing, bears love, believes all things. First Corinthians 13, right? Bears all things, believes all things, endures all things, hopes all things. Your heart's up here. And then your mind, this place of prefrontal medial cortex where you can reason with the truth of what God has said, that keeps you changing the way you see the whole world. That's wellness. And that's a revelation. Amen? Perception. Thank you, Amia. Amen. So I want to say I know for those of you, I know it is lonely. Learn how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. I know it can be tiring. Learn how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. I know that it can be confusing. Learn how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. When I say that strengthen yourself in the Lord, truly what do you do? What is your practice of strengthening yourself in the Lord? Strengthen yourself in the Lord. And here's what I know for sure. Ready, ready, ready? All the science, neuroscience, everything I read, and heart science. I'm learning a lot about the heart. Did you know the heart has the most electromagnetic waves? It's the heart. The energy from our self comes right off of here more than up here. So we're emitting this type of... That's why you can feel people's emotions and energy. It's coming from the inside of them, and it's just showing up on their body. It's showing up on their facial expressions. It's showing up in their body language, but it's coming right out of the heart. That our hearts... <laughs> We strengthen ourselves in the Lord when we can go, okay, there's my heart. Heart, let's talk. And we let God speak to that place and speak to our heart. And I don't know, for some of you, it's journaling. For some of you, it's painting. For some of you, it's RevWell TV. Go for a walk. Do something that puts you more in yourself, not trying to escape yourself. That's how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. Every season's change with how I strengthen myself in the Lord. Um... For me, walking all of a sudden has become a thing. So I'll just do slow, easy. Walk. It's not like trying to get my heart rate up. I just go and I'm talking. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. And I'm telling you, you've got a big call on your life. If if there's been so much resistance to get you towards training, it's because there's a big, you must, you're probably going to have some pretty amazing impact as a ministry leader. I I just, not to say those of you who aren't, aren't, but there's a reason there's a force holding you back. And I know that it's a trigger, you guys. Learn heart and mind coherence. So this is what I'm talking about. Your heart, <laughs> that place of love. That's why I remember one time um, I lost a friend who I love dearly. Not lost as in she she died, but she lost as in we, friend things went the way I never thought it would go. And I've never been one to experience depression or anything like that or anxiety or anything. But I can remember the grief of the loss sitting right here, physically in my body. So I would encourage you, do a body check. Where do I feel? And for me, it was right there because my heart was sad. My heart was losing my heart. The magnetic waves of my heart were like heavy. And in that place of my heart, my heart has this ability to put off energy, but also... So does the mind. The mind has waves as well. That's why this heart-mind thing. Uh, what the heart is feeling, the emotions you have, and the mind is. It basically the mind just gives meaning to life. The mind just frames whatever's coming off the heart. The mind is pretty. Um, it's it's unbiased. You know what the mind says? As you wish. <laughs> the mind says as you wish. The heart makes a wish. I wish you know, I really am hoping for this. And the mind goes, as you wish, we can do that. Or if you begin to dwell on, this is not, da, 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 and the mind goes, as you wish, <laughs> we, we can do that. And it builds a frame for it and says, put it up on the wall. Let's stare at that for a few hours. Come on. So what we have, it's what we need to do is coherence. It's when the mind and the heart can connect and be integrated with one another. Um, I'm going to do a whole teaching on coherence. I'm learning this really cool concept called entrainment. You can look it up in in physics, but it's so cool because our we're doing this and we just don't know we're doing it. So, getting your heart and your mind connected, getting your heart and your mind connected gives a lot of power. That is how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. Period. So, whatever gets you there to strengthen your emotions with how you're framing your emotions. What perspective again am I looking at? <sighs> It can be very scary and it feels very rejecting, you guys. I want to say, I know that. I know that. But if it's not good, it's not the end. The Lord is still working it out. Um, I want to bring a couple guys on here. I'm going to bring um, Jason on. I, I'm, we're going to close off. I'm going to let Jason talk a little bit. Uh, but I want to give you some practical approaches. Or maybe, maybe I'll do that first. Let me do this really first and then we'll bring the guys in. And then we'll close with some prayer. Uh, okay. So right here, this is the practical side. Just what I know worked for me and I'm still working out and you might tweak yours in some way or another. But the first thing, if you're like, my husband's not getting it, my spouse doesn't get it. Well, the first thing you need to do is kind of back up, back up and pray and seek if it's God's will, like, God, did I get you wrong? I remember I had to do that when my husband was at the deepest, darkest places of atheism and my, my Christian good wife heart was like, am I supposed, he tried to get me to stop the ministry. The ministry almost stopped. He wanted me to stop it again, atheism, stop it. But I kept, I just was like, I was confused. What do I do? Am I supposed to honor my husband? What do I do? What do I do? And uh, it was clear that the Lord gave me Hebrews ten thirty six. It says, if you are to shrink back, the Lord will not be pleased with you because the my husband is my maker is my husband. He called me. So I had to keep going. I, but I had to, to dismantle all my pain, my hurt, my fear that was going on in that time. So you have to pray and ask again, say, God, is it your will? Um, and I want to just say, how do you know? You know it's God's will if you can't stop thinking about it. If it just keeps coming to your mind, like am I called to instructor training? If it keeps coming to your mind, and those are the people we really want in training, not the ones who are like, yeah, whatever, I'll see. Like, it, I mean, we want everyone, but those are the ones that tend to get the most marrow out of it because they are like so invested so in, um, because to him who suffered much, right? Loves much and goes, Oh, this is great. So, um, you can't stop thinking about it. It just keeps coming up and your heart just, your, your buoyant heart goes, Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? I thought that was yes, yes, yes. And it makes you want to throw up. That's the other thing I say. (laughs) Well, you'll learn what that's about in training, but, if you can't stop thinking about it, and then the thought of doing it makes you want to throw up. Or maybe the thought of even talking to your husband or what other people will think makes you want to throw up. There it is. Uh, second part is you want to ask another that you trust, another friend, another someone that you trust to pray for you. And also confess your concerns the, the behind your husband or your spouse which could, you know, could be the cost. I'm concerned he's going to think it's too much. You just get someone else that can be in prayer with you. And hear me when I say, if you can't find somebody, uh, there's a whole bunch of people on this page. <laughs> please, please. If our social media is not getting us to go more personal with people and engage in a deeper level, we, we should not be using social media. It has to draw us into a deeper place. And this is one of the best communities you'll ever meet. The best Well, there's a lot of great communities, but we're so for you. We're for you. We're for your marriage. We're for, we know it's hard. We know it's messy. We don't expect the mask and the perfection, but there are plenty of people here that are happy to be praying with you and get in on it with you. So ask for prayer and confess your concerns. Then the third, at the right time, (laughs) with fear and trembling, meaning humility, and don't shrink back. You go share with your spouse and ask, ask, this is hard, ask what he thinks. You share it, maybe show a video, however you do it, but just you sit, share. I feel like I'm, I feel really called to this. I can't stop thinking about it. And I feel like I just, it, it seems like there's some, there's something here. The Lord is asking me to do. What do you think? Now that's a tough one. That's a tough one, but you see all through scripture, how, when joseph is serving pharaoh like he still honors him he's an he's an evil kind of oppressive king in the sense of putting all these you know um these people under his lordship although pharaoh with joseph was a kinder pharaoh but there was still an honor of who they are and so often we honor by asking someone else's opinion even though they might not even like it at all they might just go that's stupid prepare yourself but at least the honor is What do you think about that? Um, That just felt like something really real and maybe you will or maybe you won't. But if you just tell someone what you think and don't give them a buy-in, then they're kind of like saying, you're not really asking me, you're telling me you want to do this. It's always best to leave room for the what do you think. Um, And then ask him if he'll take some time. Ask him that before any kind of final decision is made, ask him, hey, would you just take some time to consider this? And then set a time that you can circle back to it. So say, um, you know, I, and let them know. And so next Monday, I want to, I'm going to come back. I want to ask you if that's, I think that'd be good. So that way there's, you just know that it's going to have, be a conversation that you will, can close the loop on. And by the way, when you're going to approach them, pick the right time, like not the best time when my husband's coming right off of work and he's frustrated and the kids need homework and duh. like, you just got to find that, that soft time to be vulnerable and and feel like it's not your defense isn't up uh and then this is my fifth and final um, whatever his answer is you're going to trust that god already knew and if it's a no or a not right now thank him for caring enough to consider like i know that I know. Listen, I love you. (laughs) A lot of these, a platoon, all the other platoons are going, yep, there it is. But I know that this is what we learn in training. It's this (sighs) squash, we're sick, the the throw up, the humility. Like, I don't really want to tell my husband these things. Like, well, thanks for considering it. Like, that would be, that would take the the renewed side of me to do that, right? What I really want to do is tell my husband what I'm going to do. That's, that's what I do and then I use my emotions to manipulate and get what I want that's that's orphan Elisa getting what she wants instead of child of God daughter of the king most high I'm honoring my husband the maker of all things by honoring my husband in this what do you think okay thank you for considering it uh and again that's kind of another tip of the hat okay um And then turn to the Lord and praise him for the unseen. Praise him. Turn in your sadness. You're going to then buoyant your heart and praise the Lord and go, you're the Lord of hosts. You are fighting this battle. This is clearly going to be all yours. I praise you, God, that the seed has been planted. I praise you that a fight did not break out. I praise you that it is a kind, gentle place for it to land. I praise you that every time I move my body in RevWell TV, every time I go on a podcast, that you are watering that seed. I praise you, God. The praise is... In the disappointment is the most powerful warfare we can do, and it breaks things in the spiritual realm. Because this, again, is a spiritual battle. This has nothing to do with your husband doesn't like you and he really wants to make your life bitter. It has everything to do with there's a spiritual warfare. He doesn't see it right now. There's scales on his eyes, and there's scales on yours too. And as we praise and can give things, things will start to fall off. Okay. Pray. Water the seed with praise and thanksgiving You guys, it's back to the mind. The gratitude changes the mind. Gratitude, non-judgment, and compassion. Gratitude, non-judgment, and compassion can change your mind to keep your heart buoyant in the waiting time. And it waters the seed of your heart that says, you're the maker. You're my husband. You're my maker. You're the Lord of hosts. You know you will get the glory in this, God. Refuse to see the delay as a denial. Because even a denial of an unbeliever is only a delay. Did you hear that? Refuse it. Refuse to see the delay as a denial. Because even a denial by an undeliver, an unbeliever is a delay. It's just a delay. We're still working some things out in the spiritual realm. It's like when Daniel, uh, is it uh, Michael, the archangel shows up to Daniel. Daniel prayed for him to come earlier, but he was delayed. And by the time he gets there, he goes, I'm sorry, I'm late, but I was held up. Like there is this hold up in the spiritual realm, but God will do it. I'm not concerned. I'm so not concerned. Okay. Now let's bring, um, Jason, are you here? Let's see if I can get Jason. I don't, let me, let me. With love for you, how do I do this? Wait, hold on. Nope, I don't want to bring. Sorry, I almost brought Ashley on. Um, J- or Jason Barnaby, Where are you guys? Oh, here we go. Okay, Jason, I'm bringing you on. Oh, by the way, Jason, as you're coming on, you're being recorded. I'm gonna turn this into a podcast, so <laughs> maybe, uh keep, you know, just protect the innocent. That's all I say. Um, it says adding, I'm waiting I'm waiting, adding, adding, you know, Jesus, come on, Lord. Well, it's not the Lord. Come on, technology work. Hmm. Okay. Maybe Jason Barnaby. Did you get the request, Jason? Let me try Brian. Nope, I can't until I stop asking. Okay, Jason, I'll try, I'll come back. Let's add, hold um, well on. We will try Brian. Let's see if it'll work. If not, it could be my side. Silly Wi-Fi. Come on. it's right, Christine. Damn it, Jason. Come on, airwaves! Come on, internet, interwebs! Ooh. There he is, Brian. You see me, okay? Are you there, brother?
2: I'm there.
0: Ah, uh, I can't. We can't hear you. Can you guys hear him? Or maybe it's me. You know what? It might be me. Hold on.
2: Okay. Can you hear me now? Hold on. There. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. There you go. Okay. All one right. on side tell me tell us give us some give us uh some insight as a spouse a male spouse
2: all right um i guess long story short um my wife tracy discovered revelation wellness and was crying with the podcasts, and uh you know was just kind of going all in and kept trying to invite me into things and i was really resistant and really resistant and um, having problems with it. The, the turning point for me, I mean, I was supportive in the sense of like, okay, that's your thing. That's fine. You know, whatever, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm going to be over here. You do your thing. The big turning point for me was she, uh, kept inviting me to come to a Rev on the Road mm. event. And, and she said she wanted me to do that so I could see and experience what she was going to be doing. Cause she had already signed up for instructor training. And God really met me at Rev On The Road. There's just no two ways about it, Um, especially being on the mat and everything. It was just God just started going from my guts and lots of walls and stuff started coming down. And Mm -hmm. so I guess one thing I would recommend, um, you know, if you're communicating with your spouse, your husband in particular, you know, if, if they can get to uh, a class or an event, especially mm. like Rev on the Road where mm. you're just kind of immersed in the environment mm. and, and that's where God can just do what God wants to do. So amen. I definitely recommend that.
0: Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, and I'd also say too, the ways that that's so good, Brian, because Invitations are risky, like invitations, like it sucks. And we're just from a girl's heart, from our little girl heart, we're like so afraid someone's gonna not say no. Like a a rejection hits a place for a woman from a man in a really raw place. So when Mm. you put out that invitation, ladies, as you're hearing, you just have to be ready. But here's what I'd say, don't stop putting out the invitation. Maybe you just be tenacious and you kind of like, oh my gosh, she's asking me again. And perhaps it's just listen to a podcast with me. We've actually heard of spouses that put the podcast in and push play at the same time and go for a while. And so that they're hearing the same thing and moving their bodies and having the experience together, but uniquely. um, So there's fun ways to kind of invite and other ways if you can't make a rev on the road. But yes, there's nothing Mm -hmm. better. There's nothing better than live community together. So yes, yes and amen. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I might bring you back on the very end to pray. depending on um, how much time we have.
2: That's good.
0: Thanks brother. All right, let's talk to Jason. Let's see. Jason Barnaby, we're trying it again. Add. Come on. Fly pigeon. Fly. (laughs) Oh, yay. We did it. Hey. Hi, Jason.
1: Check out my shirt.
0: You do. I know it says you wear it so well. You guys, this is Jason Barney Brian East just uh, graduated in platoon. Was it platoon twenty? I think was Brian. Um, and what platoon did you graduate from, Jason? Sixteen. Sixteen. And by the way, Jason is the founder of a minister. I wouldn't call him. Was it a ministry or it's an organization? Fire starter. Yep. Yeah. It's a great one. Like for your men, you. maybe have guys go follow him, and he's influ- He's an influencer, definitely with a love for God and a love for people. Thank so, you. So, Jason, tell um tell them something that you feel impressed upon that would serve. So,
1: them. I, I think for me, um, I would say that I I never intended to go to training. I went mm-hmm. to a before it was Rev on the Road. I went to a Jesus at the core. And um, never will forget driving home, um, talking to Eva because she had already decided that this was something she wanted to do. I went to be a support to that, and um, I just remember driving home and the Lord saying, This is for you too. And I was like, What, what? like, I'm gonna wear, like, I'm not a fitness teacher, this is the most ridiculous. I'm like, and I. I've I've realized in my walk with the Lord that when it, it's so absurd that I'm like, oh yeah, that must be that must be the Lord. Cause I'm like I'm like, this that no, this was Eva's thing. Like this was never my thing. And I I just have to say to the the people, especially if there are men who are if, if there are ladies who are going to show this to their husbands, I will tell you that the the time that we spent in training and the time that we spent at retreat. Is the best investment in our marriage that we have ever spent. I mean, it has been life changing because we're doing we're doing ministry side by side. We're doing, um, I mean, and going through it together has just been amazing. The one thing that I do want to say, and I, I said this, um, I said this in the post that I put in in on this page for I want to be a fitness teacher, gospel preacher. Um, I, told, I love all the things that you said, and I love the, the, the five things that you just shared because it's such a great change from the way that we normally do things by manipulating, right, and doing this. Yep, come on. Um, I will say that in talking to people when I was on retreat and, and being on that page, I just want to encourage people, and I don't mean this in a judgmental way at all, but I want to encourage the ladies, especially here, please don't try to be the Holy Spirit to your husband, Because the Holy Spirit will be the Holy Spirit to your husband. So don't like, oh, well, if I'm working out right at the time that he comes home, he's going to see me working out and how important this is to me and how much I need to, like, no. And you're going to be so disappointed because this grand plan that you've put together, he just walks right by because he's hungry and it's the end of the day after work. Like, it's just, it's not going to work. And so just, I don't think Eva in a million years ever thought that I was going to say, hey, I want to be a part of this too. And I'm not saying that, that this, you know, that, that the true thing is that is when your husband says, Ooh, I want to do this too, but just, um, praying for sure. And the other thing is, which I really like that you said is, you know, set the time to have the conversation loop back again after you've, you know, said, I'm going to give you a week, but here's something I would also add to that. Like when you have that conversation, say, um, so is the reason, you know, if they, and if there's still a no, is the reason that you're no, is it a spiritual thing? Is it a money thing? Is it a time? Like get really clear on that.
0: Right. Because,
1: great. because I think very often because when. you're hurt, right. And you're vulnerable. Yeah. You're like, Oh, yeah. well, They just, they just don't want me. They don't want to let me go. Well, I mean, maybe there's some stuff, but work that they haven't talked about. Maybe they know that things are going to get pulled back or money isn't going to be what it was. You know what I mean? So I just think being real specific about that and pray, 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 pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Jason, before I let you go, I want you just to say a prayer, speak life some, into this as a man's voice. Okay. Your your energy is going to shake some things loose for some men, uh, just as women now go back in a humble place. Sure.
1: Lord Jesus, um, let the scales fall tonight mm-hmm. from the eyes of men who don't see um mm-hmm lord do a work in the hearts of men um i know that there are so many people men and women who feel called to do this ministry and the enemy loves to get in and and say what about money what about time what about this what about that and we just get so focused on the negatives lord you own the cattle on a thousand hills right and this time and money and all mm-hmm. the stuff that, that is committed as a RevWell instructor is nothing to you. And mm-hmm. you redeem that 10,000 times 10,000 when we make that investment. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, um, I pray for bold moves of faith. I pray yeah. for um, belief in abundance where there's scarcity. I pray, God, that you would um, help us to come before you in that um, in that position of worship with open hands and not hands that are holding on tight to things and just be amazed at the work that you're going to do. And Lord, I pray, um, right now too, for those who so need to come into this ministry because of what you have planned. I just, I loved listening to Elisa, uh, talk about how this almost didn't happen. And I see how many thousands of people have been impacted and Lord that that same thing would happen for other yeah. teacher and gospel preachers that you have waiting in the wings that are going to do mighty things. And I come yes. against the name of the enemy in the name of
2: God. Yes. I Amen. come against
1: Satan and all of his plans in your name so that, that you would be glorified. Your plans and your timing for your purposes and your glory. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Jason. All right, let me plug back in here, you guys. That was good. That's a good word. I'm so glad he said that. Like, ask why. The truth is, I'm just going to talk to the little girl heart in all of us. We're just the fear, the fear of rejection. It's the fear. I mean, <laughs> Leah uh, Leah, and Rachel in the Bible, right? Like, Leah's just rejected. He, The, the man wants, wants, wants Rachel, and that rejection, like, okay, it's just this buildup that that can sit in us, and so read Isaiah fifty four. Read read it, and I mean, it is my go to, go back to it, go back to it. There's great promises for your children. There's great promises for your future. Great promises of redeeming the past. Great promises from a husband who's your maker, who sees far beyond this moment in infinite time, and what he is using the, this this hold up for. So okay is there anyone else uh, we're about we're about at our full time um i i will i'll definitely pray before you go too but um is there anyone that wanted to come on and uh encourage or say something i, I want to take encouragement if you have any you know like my heart has this feel free email your enrollment advisor if you're like okay could you pray about this or here's what i'm like, talk to them if you've got a deeper question. But is there anyone else that would want to request to come on and give an encouraging word or something that, you know, what, how you saw God move? Because testimony is everything. We, we, we're built on that arc of testimony. I, I don't know how God does it. He just does it. And I want him to surprise us. I don't want to predict him. It's boring. It's quite boring to predict what God would do next. I really like, I'd really like to know. But it's more fun to let him be God. Okay. All right. I don't see any requests and that's that's cool too. Um, so let me pray again, just closing out and riding on the back of Jason's prayer. Um, and thank you again to Brian that there's some really good practical things. I hope you guys feel encouraged. Do you feel encouraged? I hope so. I hope it just washes away the dividing wall of hostility. Like it's got to tear it down. There is a way through this thing that will give God honor and will transform your heart. It will transform you for the call that you have. You're already in training. Hear me. I wish I could give you a platoon number right now cuz I don't know. You're like you're you're so, you know somewhere in this this prep place of a platoon because you are in training. Good. Good, Kristen. Thank you. Good. Okay. This one's personal to me. Like that's why when I saw this going on I was like, "Oh no, no. We're going to call the enrollment advisors we're going to have some we got to do something because we're going to shake it loose okay so lord thank you god thank you for uh the story that you have done in my life the story that's continuing to unfold god that uh the early rains of my life are bringing the latter rains. they're bringing the thing that tried to destroy me and this ministry is now an evident and evident in abundance god And so I do believe, God, you've told me that because I have, uh, I said yes and went face to face with the enemy and slept with the enemy and had to hold ground, Lord, and your word, that there will be many who will be broken from this type of oppression quick, God. So again, we say scales fall in Jesus name that our our men are hungry, Lord, to know who they are as sons, as warriors, as men who do uh, hear the voice of God. They have an intimate relationship with a God who is strong and a father who is kind. (laughs) A father who does not condemn, they do not have to fear, relationships. So we just shake the tree, God, that, that dead fruit would fall and that you'd gather it all, God, because you bring dead things to life. You bring dead things to life i just have this vision women just pray over your men when they're sleeping put one hand on your heart and one hand on their heart like jumper cables and just pray that the spirit would rest upon lord so we're asking for revival in homes start the revival in homes in jesus name lord we don't need big numbers god but we know you're a big god who wants to do big things lord and you start small so lord we ask that um there would be patience in the daughters and sons who feel not uncertain lord that there be patience and kindness being built up in us that this gentle and quiet spirit that timothy charges us to have or paul charges timothy uh, the women to have lord that gentle just means we can keep our mouth or we know to stay seated and quiet to keep our mouth from bitterness from causing anger from from lighting fires or from becoming a tool, a weapon we use to withhold, Lord, to not speak at all. So God, I ask for a redeeming work, a healing and redeeming work in anyone who can hear this message, this podcast. That no matter what the call is, a thing that there is tension or disconnection in an area of, of vision for a family, that you will bring coherence. You will bring cohesion. You will bring completeness. You are marching to the beat of a drum that we're listening to, and we're going to get in rhythm with it, God. I just pray that this will shift. uh, Now I get to boldly say I'm expecting good reports, Lord, that we're going to hear a good report, many good reports of yeses, uh, men that didn't even understand why they said yes, but they said yes. And then like Brian, God, just the rain came and the grace, the change you've done in the wife, the one, that you will do into the husband as well. You're so extravagant. You never, you're never, you never stingy. This isn't about the one. It's about the many, God. So we thank you that through tonight, through the one ear that's listening for a family, the representative of a family, God, that you are bringing many generations to life. We love you. We thank you how extravagant you are. God, may we hear your heartbeat tonight and tomorrow and always. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. I'm glad we got a chance to do this, guys. Thank you, I'm glad we could do it this platform because I like being able to bring you on. Um, you have plenty of time for Platoon 21,